Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Today's podcast is inspired by a blog post I wrote for Forbes a few years ago now, but is absolutely relevant today as well. This episode is perfect for anyone who finds themselves either considering, weighing, or accepting a new job offer and wants to hit the ground running and make the strongest possible first impression early on in starting a new job. And if you want a fully written out version of today's post, you can see it at bossedup.org slash episode 165. Hiring is up and competition for talented workers is greater than ever. That's why so many prudent professionals are upgrading their lives by changing jobs and pursuing promotions this season. In fact, end of year hiring is a real thing. So the crunch time is now if you're one of those folks who's looking to transition before 2019 is up. And for those who are finding themselves on-ramping into a new role, sticking your landing is key to long-term success. But with a few strategic steps, you can showcase your leadership potential and position yourself for long-term growth within your new environment, all while reassuring your new colleagues that they went with the right hire. Here is how to win over your new boss or make a strong first impression in the first 10 days on the job. Tip number one, shut up and listen. Your first job in any new environment is to observe how things have been done. This is true whether you're a junior or a senior staff member, a change agent, or someone who's been hired to stay the course. Before you make your intended imprint, learning the way things are done can provide a helpful perspective and better understand where your colleagues are coming from. As they say, you have to know the rules if you want to break them. And in today's innovation era, company norms vary wildly from organization to organization and even department to department. Does everyone come into the office before nine each day? Does everyone but the boss mainly communicate through the company Slack channel? Do team meetings always start on time or are they reliably 10 minutes late? What behaviors are rewarded and how? What warrants eye rolls or outright derision? Try adopting some of those habits yourself to build stronger bonds. Research shows that mirroring in this way, aligning your style with that of your new team members can be an important aid in building strong business relationships. Remember, while you've been hired to give your opinion and make your own voice heard, which are all things that I'm a huge fan of, for those first critical days, keep your eyes and ears open. Tip number two, don't try to drink from a fire hose. Beware, on-ramp overwhelm is real. Well before you finished learning the ropes, you might be handed 10 new projects that need your attention to the delight of your overworked team members. And while you don't want to disappoint, the worst thing you can do is overcommit and then underdeliver. So when you're faced with a to-do list a mile long, 
ask your supervisor for clarity about what's important versus what's urgent. But everything's urgent, they might say. Sure, that may well be true, but you literally can't make progress on every single task at once. So when figuring out your plan of attack, order matters. For example, client-facing work or group projects that hinge on your individual contributions to be done, that becomes quite urgent. While longer-term projects that don't need to be completed for months but require a lot of work may just require some of your attention each week. Be proactive in asking for clear deadlines and solicit feedback from your supervisor as you strive to align your priorities with hers. Research shows that millennials want feedback, but that we aren't always asking for it. So don't wait for your boss to tell you. Asking for clarity on the priority of your deliverables shows initiative. Tip number three, start a listening tour. Building authentic relationships with your new boss and colleagues starts with truly grasping their perspectives and motivations. The theory, as it goes in the world of community organizing, is that you can only build collective power once you understand the underlying why behind the what that people do. So how can you learn about your colleagues' motivations? Well, authentically sharing your personal story is a good way to start. Then you can ask them to do the same. Ask about people's backgrounds, inquiring why they chose to get into this line of work and what choice moments led them to this place in their life. I've seen this work best one-on-one over coffee or lunch or as part of the little listening tour that you do when you first join the team. Keep in mind, not everyone is willing to be open, especially with a new colleague. So this isn't something that happens overnight, but I'm a big believer in the long-term benefits of one-on-one meetings as a power-building principle. That ability to empathize and understand where someone's coming from Well, it's the foundation of all healthy relationships, and it puts you in a better position to figure them out in the long term. Tip number four, figure it out. Oftentimes, new hires are handed a thick employee handbook on the way in the door. If you're like most of us, you gloss right over it in pursuit of getting things done and delivering on your supervisor's priorities. But don't neglect those materials for long. Use resources like the employee handbook or internal websites to learn and absorb as much information as you can on your own. You'll have lots of other questions for your colleagues, so you don't want to take up any more of their time than you absolutely have to. Even if there isn't a lot of documentation available to you, be proactive about problem solving and professional development. Try your best to find answers and resources that you need before interrupting your boss or coworkers. In other words, Google it before you ask someone about it. And my final tip for those of you looking to impress a new team you've just joined, show that you're in it to win it. While I'm all about work-life balance and advocating for healthy boundaries at work, those first critical days on the job aren't the time to saunter in late or take long out-of-office lunches or leave at five on the dot with a yoga mat tucked under your arm. Showing your commitment and work ethic makes a strong first impression. So do what you need to do to stay ahead of the curve on your deadlines and to really show your commitment to effective, efficient work from day one. And make sure that those efforts are visible. If they don't know you were in the office late on Friday night, how can they care about it? 
If that means CCing your supervisor on after hours emails or letting them know that you'll be in an hour early the next day because you've got to leave a tad earlier than usual, so be it. Be assertive about making sure they know you're keeping their priorities front of mind. By following these boss tips, you'll be able to make the most of any job change and set yourself up for sustainable success in your new role. And now, boss, I want to hear from you. What are the steps you take to make a strong impression when you join a new team? Weigh in in the comments section at bossstep.org slash episode 165, where you can also see a fully written out version of today's podcast in the form of a blog post. I can't wait to hear from you there. And until next time, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.